Sam Hargroves, Margot Parker with you for another massive Saturday on Triple M. Margot, it's a bit of a cloudy day outside, uh, tops of around 27, but still not a bad day. Uh, it's a huge day for us on Triple M, though, because it's a one-off. We're doing Lions Saturday. So the AFL season started this week for the men's. Our Brisbane Lions men's play their first home game. Uh, sorry, their first uh, game of the season, which is away to St Kilda today. And you can hear that live on Triple M from 2.30. But first, history beckons for our Brisbane Lions women's team in their second season. They've made the grand final again, Margot. That's a phenomenal effort. That's history in itself, if you don't mind. Uh, they're taking on the Western Bulldogs today. And we are actually going to jump out of here early today. So at 11.30, we're going to say goodbye, take an early mark, and cross live to Melbourne where our Brisbane Lions women's team take on the Western Bulldogs. How exciting is this, Margot? We're right behind our Lions girls. Uh, we're proud partners of the Brisbane Lions. I know it's rugby league season. It's just a one-off, so don't get too upset uh, for you <laughs> incredible rugby league fans. But we do need to get behind a local team, and the women are playing today. It's going to be great. Yeah, definitely, and a huge feat for them to come through and uh, make the grand final. I know they uh, had some conjecture surrounding where yes. they're going to make it, where they not, uh, and the Western Bulldogs have got some emotional stuff going on down there because Katie Brennan is not going to be playing, and she's a massive advocate for the AFLW. You went to um, school with her, didn't I you? I went to school with Katie Brennan, yeah. yeah. So um, Queensland girl, but playing, you know, well, sh- could have been, should have been. Yeah, got suspended. Could have been, should have been playing in the final today. Uh, so that's disappointing for her. And I'm sure the Western Bulldogs will try and get up and, and do it for her because I know she's a big part of that team. Don't worry uh, about them. It's all about luck. the Lions. Good luck to our Lions girls today. As you said, we're going to be covering that from 11.30. So that's super exciting. They were really upset too about the lack of respect they get from the Melbourne media uh, who haven't rated them last year, haven't rated them this year and someone made the comment, Katie Sheen it was, on Fox Footy that they Stephen Bradbury'd their way into the grand final because they won their game. Other teams who could have leapfrogged them lost mm. and she compared it to Steve Bradbury and I asked some of the players. A little bit like the Broncos last night getting up over the Tigers. Oh God, we'll talk to Gordy Tallis Point. next about that. Uh, <laughs> The Bri- I asked some of the Brisbane Lions girls during the week about that. They are fired up, and I'm going to yeah. hear those chats uh, a little later on in the show. But let's have a look at the scoreboard. Last night, uh, the Bulldogs won their first game of the season. They beat the Panthers 2018. Moses and Bai in form. Uh, he got a double. Uh, Margot, that Broncos game last night was Woeful. maybe one of the most boring <laughs> games of, of rugby league I think I've ever seen. I, and I think it's the first time in Broncos history that they've won a game and not scored a try. Not scored a try. What is like? But the the Tigers have been playing like that. They've been playing that way, low scoring games yep. and winning. And they beat the Storm. People. They beat whoever else. The Roosters. Uh, you know, so the Broncos were lucky to come away with that in Golden Point. I know there was a penalty late. There's a bit yeah. of you know not happiness in and around that. So we'll ask Gordy tell us about that uh, coming up next. Raiders Warriors today. Rabbitohs Seagulls Eels Sharks in the AFL last night. Essendon twenty points down overcame the Crows by twelve. Two great games to start the AFL season so far. And of course the Lions are up against the Saints today. You can hear that live from Triple M from 2.30, just after the women taking on the Western Bulldogs in the decider at 11.30. The Titans are playing the Dragons out at Toowoomba on Sunday because yes. their, their home stadium of, uh, oh. what is it called? Seabus. Seabus uh, has been taken over by the Commonwealth Don't Games. Don't get me started. Which Luke. is exciting because that starts next weekend. Oh, whoop de doo We'll talk <laughs> hey. about that <laughs> later. In the cricket, the Aussies have capitulated nine for 245 on day two, chasing South Africa's first innings of three for 111. Cam Bancroft alone hand with 77. Steve Smith, single figure score again. Uh, Sheffield Shields on today. Go Queensland. They're taking on Tasmania. Uh, day one yesterday, play Got was postponed. abandoned. Yes, it did. Because uh, but of the drainage at the field, the Allen Border field wasn't draining, even though there was only a little bit of rain or something there. But the last two weeks, it's copped a bit of a hiding with all the rain we've had, so they had to abandon the field. Absolutely. Uh, a short time ago, Tasmania, they won the toss and elected to bat in their first innings. They're one for 40 
Uh, Jordan Silk on 30, so we'll keep an eye on that across the morning. Supercar, Scotty McLaughlin won race three yesterday. Wind Cup's on pole for race four. McLaughlin has pole for race five tonight, and Wind Cup has pole for race six tomorrow down at the Formula One Grand Prix there. Uh, the Reds are in Cape Town. They take on the Stormers tomorrow morning very early, about 1am our time. Stand in Captain James Slipper's 100th game. Congratulations to him. They're looking for four in a row. And the Roar tomorrow in Phoenix, uh, in Wellington, taking on the Phoenix. That is your scoreboard. Up next, though, we need to drill down into some rugby league last night and just find out from Gordy Tellers, was last night the most boring game of NRL of all time? We'll speak to the Raging Bull next. This is the Dead Set Legend, Sam Hargroves, Margot Parker on Triple M. Midnight Oil, King of the Mountain on Brisbane's 104.5, Triple M, Sam Hargroves, Margot Parker. Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning, tops around 27 today. A uh, bit of cloud around as well. Uh, we have to get to this man, Gordon Tallis, for your local fruit shop. Sidestep the big guys and kick healthy eating goals by shopping at your local fruit shop. Find your local at yourlocalfruitshop.com.au. Great to have your local fruit shop on board and uh, so many great stores around the place. You must get involved in them. The best fruit and veg in town, bar none. I would have to say. Uh, Margot, I've been really, really impressed with the, and not that anyone cares about the standard of rugby league we've been seeing so far this season. Look at last week, Cowboys and Broncos and the goalposts stepping up to claim out of the match honours. And then earlier this week with the Storm and the Cowboys put on a real sort of arm wrestle. I know penalties sort of got in the way of that. We've had some great games, really exciting games up until last night. <laughs> the Broncos, 9-7. to seven, No tries scored, by the way, by the Bronx. Tigers got one. Uh, a controversial penalty decided that game late in Golden Point. Nine to seven win over the Tigers. Gordy Tallis, can I ask you in your years and years of playing and covering rugby league, is that the most boring game you've ever seen? Oh, it'd be very close. It'd be on the podium. <laughs> it put a glass eye to sleep. It put a glass eye to sleep the first 65 or 70 minutes of the match. Yep. But then once it, uh, once it got into the last 10 minutes, it actually got exciting, and you started sitting on the edge of your seat watching it. And then, and the only other game was West Tigers versus the Cowboys, and I think it was a scoreless game as well, or yeah. it was four-two. Um, and it finished oh, nice. So um, that's the that is the only time in the Broncos' history that they've won a game without scoring a try. So, and is that um, does that um, talk heavily in and around the backbone of our team? You know, like the Anthony Milford, Andrew McCulloch, Darius Boyd, Nick Arima, just not getting the understanding of. Yeah what it's like to come together. They're just not playing well together. What's going on? Yeah, well, the spine is all new. Obviously, Darius Boyd, he didn't well, he's spend not a lot new. of pre-season out on the field. No, but he didn't <laughs> spend a lot of pre-season. Now, they train across the road, and then he he was injured for like a lot of the pre-season. So like, and when I was watching him, he was sitting out. And, and then you've got you know, Milford and Nicarima that are still trying to get that combination. And obviously, with McCulloch, he came off the bench in game one. So he was injured. So I don't know how much... You know, these guys spent the preseason together working on their combination, but they'll slowly get it. But more importantly, it's 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 every team, every coach breaking the law and they're prepared to give away penalties mm. inside inside their twenty meters, you know, just just so they can get their structure back, they get their breath back and then they can defend the set of six. So uh, that's a little bit disappointing, uh, that all that all NRL teams are doing it and they're all coached to do it at the moment. Do we normally see penalties getting paid in Golden Point, Gordy? That seemed like uh, an oddity no. to me. Yeah, look, they normally let it go, but the referees said right at the beginning of the year that they're, you know, that they're going to crack down on all of it, and they want the game to clean. And once it starts getting cleaned up, well, then all the, you know, all the fatigue will come back in. It'll be opened up, but then the players are still going back, and then 
what's happened in the past, Sam, they have they have said that they're going to clamp down, and after two or three weeks, everybody starts whinging and the penalties, and then they go back to the old way, and the players start running it and you know standing offside. So. I've got to go with the referees, and not often I'd go with the referees. I'm glad that they're cracking down on it because it's coached, and I don't like watching when a side's, you know, attacking someone's try line that they deliberately hold them down. They give away a penalty because then they get their line set and everybody gets back in their position, and then they can defend the set of six a lot better. And that 20 seconds break, they're all fit enough to get their breath back. So um, I think they've got to start using the sim bin, and everybody's talking about bringing back five. I reckon put them in the bin for ten. And then they and then there'll be less penalties. So you're saying so we've had MG during the week on Triple M, Matty Johns saying uh, during the week on on Fox and Triple M saying that for anybody coming off the line on the goal line, it's five minutes in the bin, and that way we don't have to have 19 penalties like we had the other night in the Cowboys storm. You're saying no, don't worry about five. Put them 10 in the bin. Well, if we go to five, well, we've got to change the rules, and it's got to come back in. And the NRL aren't prepared to change the rules. You know, once the season starts, it's very hard, and then the coaches will blow up. So to keep everybody there, they've got a 10 minutes in the bin. Just use the 10 minutes. And then they say it's going to ruin the game. Well, the players laying on, you know, the opposition and not letting them, you know, attack and bring fatigue into your defensive line is ruining the game as well. So put them off the field, give them 10 minutes, and I guarantee they will stop it. They will stop it immediately in that game. Um, Gordy, Ivan Cleary said in the press conference that he was unsure about the penalty in that golden time and that the Broncos looked like they should be have, have been embarrassed to win off the back of that. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, look, it, it, they, weren't, they weren't directly square at marker, and that's when the first marker sent out. The other guy's got to be right behind him. They were a little bit, you know, separated, mm. but you can look at uh, 400 play the balls and they're separated. And they are separated. So the consistency on that penalty, no. And you don't normally see penalties given in golden point. I reckon the Broncos were offside for a lot of that golden point. I reckon the West Tigers were too. And they're not game to blow the whistle because it obviously decides the outcome of the game. But you've got to give the referees a little bit of credit that they're starting to make decisions. And now, you know, every game this weekend, if it goes in the golden point and they're not square, well, it gives the other referees a bit more courage so they can start doing it. Because I think to the rule book, it was a penalty. Have we seen it in the past? No. But I'm glad that they're starting to referee that way. Oh, I like it. The Raging Bull, Gordy Tallis. In a word, just give us your tips very quickly. Raiders, Warriors today. Uh, the Raiders will bounce back just. Rabbitohs, Sea Eagles. Uh, I'm going to go... You know what? That's going to be an upset. I think South are going to win that one. South are going to get their first win of the You're season. a loyal man, Gordy. Eels versus Sharks? Uh, you got to go to the Eels. I think the Eels will bounce back after last week as well, that 54-point drawing. All right. The Raging Bull, Gordy Tallis, uh, all for your local fruit shop. Sidestep the big guys and kick healthy eating hey, goals. Sam, 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 Sam. Yeah. And the Titans will beat the Dragons. You missed the most, most <laughs> oh, important one. I, I think it was a one-worded one answer, Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> mate, and I know that you meant that, Sam. Okay. Or he needs to get all the words You know in, I love all. the Titans, mate. I've got my jersey at home. I can't wait to get down to see bus when the Commonwealth Games finish and we're all allowed to play sport in the in the state again. Hey, uh, mate, all right, the Titans it is. Thank you very much for your time, GT. Pleasure, mate. As I was saying, for your local fruit shop, sidestep the big guys and kick healthy eating goals by shopping at your local fruit shop. Find your local at yourlocalfruitshop.com.au. Hey, up next, we'll get you all your odds too for this weekend in sport. Uh, that's all coming up next. Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
Sam Hargraves, Margot Parker with you on the Dead Set Legends on Lions Saturday. And if you're wondering what the hell does Lions Saturday mean, well, <laughs> it means we're getting out of here at 11.30, Margot, because we're going to be crossing live to Melbourne, our Brisbane Lions AFLW team taking on the Western Bulldogs in the grand final, their second grand final they've made in a row. Hopefully they can go one better and win it this year. And then from 2.30 today, the men play their first game. So it's Lions Saturday here on Triple M, but plenty of other sport happening around the place. And if you like a flutter, Margot, then you've absolutely come to the right place. Ubet is your home for NRL betting in 2018. Head to ubet.com or download the Ubet app today. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Jared Daffy is the man on the scene. Uh, good morning to you, Jared. The champion Mayor Winks goes around today in Sydney. What kind of price can we expect? Good morning, Sam and Margot. Well, you got a little bit better today than what you did yesterday. She was a dollar and eleven cents yesterday, and some big bets already. A ten and a twenty thousand dollar bet yesterday, but today a dollar fifteen. And the reason for that is Kementari, uh, this very impressive grey. Plenty of money for him this morning. Eight dollars into six dollars. So whilst we all hope she wins, uh, some part is suggesting it might not be that uh, easy a task today. It's um, it's going to be a big ask, but surely everybody loses at some point, Jared. Yeah, well, Black Caviar didn't, but... Uh, <laughs> That's Winx, true. That's true. Wings is something special. I'll tell you what we have noticed. A lot of people going into U-Bet stores and, and placing a $1 or a $5 bet on her to hang on to the ticket so they can show their grandkids in 20 years' time, look, I back the champ. That's a good way of thinking about it because when you're paying a dollar, you think, what's the point of betting on it? But it's just to have yeah. that history and the Frame memory it. and the, the sentiment of being a part of something so special like Winks. Yeah, quite right, Margo, and uh, she's terrific for racing. You don't very often see a horse on the front and the back page of uh, papers around the country, but that's the case with her. Uh, all things that we attest to is being on the front and the back page of the paper, but not only have we got the, the racing, we've got three out of three games over already in the NRL. Is there any change to the premiership betting? Well, it's hard to know where to go with this uh, because all teams have been beaten, or those at the head of the market anyway. Melbourne Storm, Roosters at 5.50, the Cowboys at 6. One of the undefeated sides are St. George Illawarra there at 11. And the Broncos, well, controversial win last night, mm. but uh, they've snuck back into the market at $13. Long way to go yet, but $13 this morning. And Parramatta have had a horror start to the season. What's uh, going on with their betting match against Cronulla tonight? Well, Margot, horror's probably an understatement after what we saw last week. They couldn't score a point. But but there's an avalanche of money for them today or tonight to beat uh, Cronulla. They were ninety equal favourites earlier in the week, but Parramatta have moved into 178 now, and Cronulla out to $2.05. There's a couple of outs of that Cronulla shark side. That's got something to do with it. But, gee whiz, uh, punters are a brave breed. Uh, $1.78, clear favourites now, Parramatta. And have you got anything for us, Raiders v Warriors? Yeah, we have uh, money for uh, the Raiders here, um, $1.74. So they're in from $1.90 early in the week, and the Raiders are out to $2.10. And you were just speaking before about uh, the women's grand final. Beating open on that, obviously the pathway's become a little bit easier for the Lions now with Katie Brennan out. Again, a controversial decision. $1.90 equal favourite. So our girls, the Lions, they've got some hope for sure. Hey, Jared, uh, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, you bet your home for NRL season 2018. Download the UBET app today and gamble responsibly. Uh, Jared Daffy from UBET. We'll chat to you soon. See you, guys. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Now your time to get involved. Uh, we are now, this is the time, the, the, the game that stops the nation, Margot. The game that or, well, stops the nation. just stops this studio, really. <laughs> um, 
13353 is the number, is toe-to-toe. So this is where you call in, represent your suburb. You call us on 13353, represent your suburb, go head-to-head with someone from another suburb in Brisbane. So we're playing for Suburban Pride. 13353, we've got tickets available to the Lions. First home game next week. 13353 is the number if you'd like to play toe-to-toe. This is the Dead Set Legends. Sam Hargraves, Margot Parker on Triple M. Oh, yes, the chair. How good is that just to get you up and about on a Saturday? Sam Hargroves, Margot Parker, Triple M's Dead Set Legends, all for Petter's new world-first vehicle weight matrix software. Know your weight at petters.com.au, Margot. Weight from loads, towing and accessories critically affects the safety and performance of your car. Now you can load your car up with all the common loads, towing and accessory items on your vehicle by using Petter's world-first class vehicle weight matrix software. This is incredible, this stuff. Uh, If you want to know the exact weight of your car and discuss how you can tow it and carry certain loads in certain scenarios, get solutions from the experts. These are the guys, especially with Easter weekend coming up next week. Call your nearest Petters store today. Uh, for Petters Toe and Load Assessment. It's just 75 bucks, and it could actually save the lives of you and your family. I'll go that far. Uh, thank you very much for Petters for being on board with the show too. Now, this is the time when we get you on board on 13353. Uh, it's time to do this. Make it your beers to win the quiz. The Triple M Dead Set Legends, toe to toe. All right, Margot Parker, this is where you've written out five very, very sharp questions and we get our uh, wonderful listeners from around Brisbane to give us a call on 13353 to represent their suburb with pride. Uh, first, we've got Lynn from Sandgate. Morning to you, Lynn. Morning, how are you? I'm very well, Lynn. Uh, just test your buzzer for us, please. You've got to say your suburb. Brighton. Brighton. So you're not from Sandgate? Well, one in the same. All right, let's go Brighton then, Lynn. Uh, I should have checked that with you earlier. Uh, Lynn, are you a big Lions fan? Yes, love the Lions. You're a Broncos fan? Massive Broncos fan. Love you too, Margot. Perfect. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks for listening. Uh, We've got lots of questions in and around sport that's happening this weekend. Ben from Kenmore, have you got your finger on the pulse with sport? Have you read the back page of the Courier Mail today? Nah, it's been a few years since I've read the sports pages, but I'll give it a run. <laughs> hey, Ben, uh, obviously been a few years since you upgraded mobile phones too. Just try and keep that one close to your ear for us, buddy. Uh, just test your buzzer for us. Kenmore. There you there go. Now, is. because you're both Brisbane Lions fans, I know that. You are playing for Lions tickets, big kicks, high marks. Oh, Can you feel it, Brisbane? Join us oh. for a spectacular action and unbeatable entertainment as the Lions take on Melbourne on Saturday, the 31st of March. That's their first home game. Tickets at lions.com.au. Margo, take it away. I've got five questions here. How many tries did the Broncos score last night? Flick. Kenmore. Flick. Oh, Flick. now now here's, here's what I like about this game. Conjecture on a technicality, Lynn. On a technicality, Ben gets to answer because you buzzed in with your name and not your suburb. So, oh. Ben, take it away. Uh, that would be uh, Neil. Yes. Ah. The duck egg, donuts. That's all right. We've got plenty more questions to go. Number two. What brand of Formula One car does Lewis Hamilton drive? Kenmore. Ben. McLaren. Lynn, you get a free swing at this. Ferrari. No. No. Oh, I think sorry. he has before. He has before, but yeah. currently he's driving the Mercedes AMG Pastrona oh. is his team uh, there. I think that's how you say it, Patron, Patronas. Okay, it's one Italian nil. something. One nil Difficult. after two questions. Question three, Margaret. Question number three. Sheffield Shield final is being played today at the Allen Border right. Field. All right, Lynn, you've, you've buzzed in. Queensland, South Australia. I'm sorry, Lynn. 
Oh. Ben, you get a free stab. Would you like to hear the rest of the question, Ben? I'd love to. Please. I love the confidence from Lynn, though, just getting in there. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. Uh, the Sheffield Shield final is being played at the Allen Borderfield today. Uh, who is playing in the final? Uh, yeah, full-on guess, but uh, uh, Queensland and New South Wales? No. Close, but no cigar. Queensland versus Tasmania. Yeah, at the moment, oh. Tasmania won for 56. They won the toss, elected to bat. Uh, play was abandoned yesterday, so uh, Sheffield Shield final on the line. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Okay, so after three questions, we're 1-0 Ben's way. Uh, question four, please, Margaret. Who is in the AFL Grand Final today, W League, for the women at 11.30? Brighton. Lynn. It's Brisbane Lions. Yes. And Geelong. Oh, they don't have a team um, until next year, Lynn, so it's impossible oh, for them to be in here this year. But that's okay. I love how you're having a swing, though, Lynn. This is good. And, by the <laughs> way, enthusiastic 10 points it's, it's only 1 0 after four questions. Yeah, if we've Lynn still got gets another the question next to one, go. then we will have to make up a tiebreaker. <laughs> which I don't have. So. I'll get something. Hang on. <laughs> you guys just do that just in case. All right, Ben, it's over to you. You get a free pass. Who is in the AFLW Grand Final today? No, no, you've just done uh, that one. Mine. Oh no! Yeah, Lynn Lynn had a oh, that's right. Wrong. Sorry, it's I don't Ben's know how my turn. own game works. Hey, excuse me. I've got. I'm running this show. Thank you. Right up. Ben from Kenmore. <laughs> who is it? Who's playing? Uh, Lions and doggies. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I think, oh, I the think Brisbane Ben's Lions it. versus the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> we talked about it a little earlier in the show, and Triple M will be broadcasting that from 11:30. So we've got to get out of here at 11:25. Last question: Who is the captain of the men's AFL Lions team? Are you guys still there? or <laughs> Who is the captain of the Brisbane Lions team? Lynn, Brighton, Brighton. Yes, Lynn. Dane Beams. There you go. Ding, Pride. Ding, ding. She's, She's playing for Pride at the end. Lynn's on the board, but my scoreboard oh. says it was a 2-1 lead to Ben from Kenmore. Ben, you are heading off to see the Lions' first home game next week. Big kicks, high marks. Thank Can you feel it, Brisbane? Join us for spectacular action, unbeatable entertainment as the Lions take on Melbourne Saturday, 31st of March. Tickets at lions.com.au. Ben, stay on the line. We'll get your details. You're going for free. Lynn, thank you so much for thank listening. You for and thank you for your enthusiasm. Ken Moore. Go Broncos. Go, go Lions. Broncos. Go Broncos. <laughs> go Lions. Go Reds. Raw. Firebirds. Bullets. Have I missed anyone? Cricketers. Yes, go the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls. Go, just go, just go Brisbane, really. <laughs> uh, Sam Hargraves, Marco Parker. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. The Beatles, and this oh, is the right. Dead Set. Yeah, I know. We like that. Loving the music this morning, as we are every morning on Brisbane's 104.5 Triple M. Sam Hargraves, Margot Parker. Um, Margot, this is normally the kind of morning. Uh, I should say all thanks to Pedders too. Uh, new world first vehicle weight matrix software. Know your weight at pedders.com.au. Thanks to those legends. Uh, Margot, this is normally the time of the morning on a Saturday where I'll do uh, my favourite segment, You Cannot Be Serious, uh, where I basically take a pot shot at anyone who I don't feel is behaving well in the world of sport mm. uh, or whinging or just carrying on or just being a genuine flog. And I was going to have a real crack at the Palaszczuk government because I was at a lunch during the week um, at the AFL launch. Kuru Mail did a great job putting on the AFL launch, Gil McLaughlin speaking. And the number one topic was that the Labor government, after verbally agreeing to it last year, had pulled out of matching the $15 million funding that the federal government's put up, the money that the AFL's put up, the money that the um, the uh, the um, Ipswich Council has put up, and everybody's on board to build a new stadium for the women, the men's team, an elite training facility, the academy, all the AFL in town. They're still dragging their feet on it. So next week, they will actually cop a massive spray from me because they are holding the game back. 
Anastasia Palaszczuk just stopped rubbing, wanting to rub shoulders with celebrities and get movies here, which is great. <laughs> but there are other things that people can get jobs from. Anyway. I'm not ready to do it yet because I need to get my facts and figures right. So, But you wanted to have a chat about the Com Games. Well, um, I flew down to uh, out of Brisbane the other week and mm. I picked up the Brisbane magazine that is available at the airport. <laughs> and I read through it because it's actually got some really, really great stuff that's happening in and around Brisbane. And that's what our show is about, what's going on. Um, and I noticed that the Commonwealth Games are coming up. Yes, there's been lots of talk about it. Channel 7, Commonwealth Games, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I actually read through this article and some of the figures in here are phenomenal. Right. Uh, the money that they're not only spending $2 billion to host the games mm. by building all these new world-class venues, uh, but the money that it's going to then bring back into the, the to boost the economy. What are we um, talking? Well, it's saying that um, they're going to have expenditure by visitors of $320 million. Uh, the volunteers, there's going to be 15,000 volunteers, so that's great for job productivity. Um, there's going to be 6,000 athletes and officials. Um, there's going to be 670,000 visitors expected to come for the games. Mm -hmm. um, I know the um, boys mentioned before us on The Chaser, the chaser that um, there's still 200,000 tickets to be sold. But it's a concern. In, in a large pool of, you know, I don't even know how many tickets they would sell over the whole... 201,000, no. <laughs> <laughs> over the whole uh, 11, 12 days or whatever it is. Yep. But I think that that's a small amount within, you know, a big pool. Uh, so, but if you haven't got your tickets, make sure you get down. I know I'm putting my hand up to go and see the gymnastics and the diving because that's what I'm about. Uh, but, you know, some of the, you asked me, are you? what what are the venues going to be used for? What is the village going to be used for afterwards? Well, it's going to become a new residential and commercial community with more than 1,200 residences available to rent after the games. So not only are they just building all of these things that are going to be used for the games and then get used for nothing, uh, like the pool that they've built at so the who Broadwater owns those buildings? Who owns those buildings? Well, the government, like they do everything So else. they're going to rent those buildings out. Yeah, and earn more money to mm. put more money back into the economy. That's how it works, Sam. Okay. But the um, the Broadwater Parklands, which has got the new redeveloped Gold Coast Aquatic Centre, mm -hmm. um, has already hosted the Pan Pacific Swimming Championships. Uh, the new Gold Coast Sports and Leisure Centre, which has hosted the World Cup Badminton last year. And, oh, um, how could we forget? <laughs> how could we forget? The State of Art Tennis and Golf Academy <laughs> Driving Range Fitness Centre, family-friendly facilities for all levels of players. And then the yep. Cooma Indoor Sports Centre, where gymnastics competition, the netball finals will be held during the games. So not only are they being built and revamped yep. for the games, uh, but they can then be used after. You seemed relatively pessimistic and sinister and just sour on my spruiking of the games. Talk to me about your displeasingness of oh, them. I'm just not a massive fan of it. Why? I, you I love just, sport, though. I do. You're I absolutely love sport. I watch anything, but I like to watch it at the elite level with the best possible people playing. That's there's, why I watch the Olympics. There's 70 nations involved in the Commonwealth, and Australia yep. are the best. Therefore, we're going to win all the medals, and it's going to make us look really good. Yeah, it will make us look really good, but that's like saying, okay, the Broncos are going to now go play in the uh, Intrust Super Cup. <laughs> No disrespect to the interest because it's a great competition. But if the Broncos go back and play there, they're going to win everything. Mate, the Broncos didn't score a try last night. If you are the best, you <laughs> beat the best. And the best, unfortunately, come from countries that aren't there. What about the UK? UK, we've got Canada, New Zealand. You're New just Zealand. cranky because <laughs> aren't they in it? Yeah, they're in it. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that then? <laughs> they'll just, compete and they'll bring I'm their A game. To their medal you know tally. what I think you're upset about? What? The fact that the Suns 
now and the well, Titans have to reschedule their gaming, their home games now have to move away for six weeks. It kicks every other sport out, not only for the time that's there, but all this big window around it. Mm. All the other sports have to go. So the, the Gold Coast Suns, the Titans have got to, you know, go off and play games elsewhere. And that might be great for, and that actually is good for regional, but for the Gold Coast Suns fans down there, they're not getting a home game in the first, I think, third of the season, the first seven games. There's not a home game down there. They've got to go to Perth. They've got to go to Cairns, which they're off to this weekend. They're not getting a home game. Yeah, look, I see where this is going. What? You are upset and you don't want the $2 billion and the $320 million that people are going to spend at the Commonwealth Games to come because you're going to lose out on commentating the AFL for the Suns, (laughs) your $250 match game fee. Well, we we don't need to go into figures on what I get per game. But yes, the Commonwealth Games is costing me money. I don't get to do the Suns. I'm going to not be serious, you, Sam, because I cannot believe you are seriously (laughs) condemning the games because you cannot commentate the AFL. I've got to pay the rent. (laughs) You're a flog. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot be serious. I've got to put food on the table, Margot. It's as simple as that. The Com Games doesn't pay my rent. Commentating footy does. <laughs> I can't believe I've just had my own segment used against me. Sam Hargraves, Margot Parker, Deadset Legends on Triple M. Oh, yes, at only a half an hour to spend with you on a Saturday morning. You might stop and you might swerve a little in the car. Don't do that. Just correct yourself and calm down. There's a good reason that Sam Hargraves, Margot Parker, your dead set legends are finishing half an hour early. And that's because it's Lions Saturday, Margot. We're getting right behind our Brisbane Lions AFLW team. They're taking on the Western Bulldogs from 11.30 this morning. We're going to get out of here, cross live to there, and we're all going to cheer the girls home to hopefully win their very first grand final. Then the men from 2.30 today. Uh, Margot, we've covered a lot of stuff. And last week we started a segment called After the Siren. And this is where you take us behind the scenes. Once the siren goes and the players head home, what's it like living with a professional footballer? You, of course, married to Corey Parker, over 300 games, the Broncos, Origins, represented his country, uh, one of the greats. Last week you talked about living with an injured player and all the mental stuff that goes on with there. I want to get you to tell us today what happens around contract time when they're renegotiating a new deal and then... I want you to tell me how close Corey Parker came to leaving the Broncos because he stayed loyal, one club player. Yep. Talk about those times. Well, Corey managed himself uh, for most of his career. He had a manager early on that he ended up getting rid of uh, and he now has a manager at the back end of his uh, transitioned career into media. Uh, but he always uh, negotiated his own contracts with the Broncos. He'd go in and sit down in the meeting with, you know, the CEO. At the time it was Bruno Cullen, uh, now Paul White, Wayne, uh, and the management, which was Andrew G at the time, now Pete mm. Nolan. So he'd always sit around the round table with them and have a discussion about his future with the Broncos and, and what that looked like money-wise. Um, Corey has never wanted anything but to play for the Broncos. He, Mm. um, you know, most people know, if you know of him, uh, he stood at a bus at nine, ten years old when they came back from a grand final that they'd won and he stood at the bus and he high-fived all the players as they got onto the team and in that Mm. moment was poignant for him deciding that he was going to play for the Broncos one day. Um, You know, so I think the club knew that uh, and going into it, on his own as a player, he was emotionally attached. Uh, And I think he would have taken any money that they threw at him, you know, most of the time. Um, And that was the only thing that we ever really fought about through his career was the fact that I felt he, A, was underrated, biased wife, you know, girlfriend at the time, of course. But I felt he was underrated and I felt he was underpaid. And I, yeah. especially, you know, in the the middle towards the back end of his career, you know, he got better with age and, yeah. and we all know that. Uh, and he had plenty of opportunities to go elsewhere. What are we um, talking 
uh, he had opportunities to go to the Cowboys. Um, he had opportunities to go to Canterbury. He had a, he had an opportunity to go to Canterbury early on. Mm. You know, he was playing at the Broncos for the minimum wage, $80,000 or whatever it was, and, and Canterbury offered mm. him $200,000. Wow. And as an 18, 19, 20-year-old boy, that's a lot of money, you know, but he stayed. He wanted to play the Broncos, and that's where his loyalty lies. What's the and, most he ever got at the Broncos? Uh, I think his, like, base contract was um, 300 so 275 yeah. Um And then he then had to go out and earn extra money by, you know, being an ambassador for this yeah. brand or this company or doing, you know, little gigs here and there and getting every every dollar he could to sort of, you know, extend that. Um, so, so that's still great money for the, for the average person. Money. But you're saying that he but could have earned like double or... Josh Maguire is earning seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars Did Corey get is off of that Is he any other better places? than Corey was, you know, when he finished? Not necessarily. Probably not. Has he achieved what Corey achieved? No, but Corey played his last year on $200,000. So did Corey get offered like double that three hundred or more? He got offered at one point seven hundred thousand out of retirement. So after he retired wow. for the Broncos, a club contacted him and said, "We want you to come and play a season for us on seven hundred plus." And he said, "No, I've retired. I finished up to the Broncos. That's where I wow. wanted to be. That's where I wanted to finish my career." For for Corey, it was about loyalty. It was yeah. about the love of the game the love of the Broncos uh, and, you know, just going out there and being the best version of himself on the field that he could be every week, you know? Mm. Uh, and I think as the, towards the back end of his career, he played better because he had more to play for, mm. you know, he had a family, he had kids, uh, he had the younger players uh, to set an example for coming through. Cause when Corey came through, it was Gordon Tallis. It was Shane Webke. Mm. It was Brad Thorne. It was Petro yeah. Sivanasiva. Those oh. greats, you know, right. he come up in and under those, you know, yeah. and, and he wanted to leave a presence, uh, and for younger guys coming through, Joe Off and Galway, now we see Tavita Pengai, yeah. um, you know, Sam Thiday, Alex Glenn, Matt Gillette, you know, the likes, Josh Maguire, those boys coming through to leave a little bit of a legacy there to go, I played under Corey Parker and, and he was one of the greats at our club. So do you feel like the club took advantage of his loyalty? Um, Does I, he? That's my opinion. I don't know if that's Corey's opinion. I always felt that he deserved more. Yep. Um, I always thought he was worth more. Yep. Um, I always thought he was a better player than maybe he was yep. um, or <laughs> that anybody else saw. You're loyal too. Um, yep. You know, and I was always willing to go anywhere else. I was like, let's go to the, I'll go to Sydney. Let's move to Sydney. I want to go to Melbourne. You know, let's go to the Titans. I don't care. Like I was willing to go wherever I felt he was going to a be rated as, yep. you know, a great forward of the game uh, and be, be paid accordingly yep. to that because he puts his body on the line. You know, they all do, yep. but you can't say that Corey Parker didn't go out and play 100% yep. consistently throughout at least the last eight years of his career anyway. So, okay, just quickly, what's the closest he came to leaving? How close did he come to leaving? Uh, he got offered to go to Catalans um, oh, over right. in France. Yeah, I oh, think. Oui, oui. Is it Tim Sheens is over there or was over there? Uh, anyway, there was, we were thinking really heavily about it. The opportunity, uh, A, to live overseas. Uh, the competition mm. is nowhere near as hard as it is here. Uh, physically, it's not as demanding, um, you know, time-wise, it's Could not as demanding. Yep. But get getting paid more money than what he was getting paid here. Yep. So his last contract was 200. They were going to pay him three, 400, you yep. know, um, you know, and it's a nice lifestyle. Who doesn't want to live in the South of France? Hello. <laughs> we, we, I do. Monsieur Margot. Um, but the thing that we had to consider was a, he needed to build his branding, um, to move forward after football, because that's yep. not always, if he went away and then came back, how would he be received? He wouldn't have that, 
momentum in and around the fact that he's come off playing, you know, 300 and something games for Broncos, 19 games for Queensland, Australia, you know, etc. Um, so, and uprooting a small family, four children, putting them in schools in a country that they don't yeah. speak the language. We don't have friends. We don't have family. Is it really worth it? No, probably not. Yes, it would be nice. And it works for some players really well. You know, Ashton Sims, he's yep. been over there for forever, it seems. You know, they've yep. got a young family, etc. It works for some. It doesn't work for others. And we're really glad now, in hindsight, yep. that we stayed because Corey's gone on now to have a really great um, Fox Sports career, yep. commentating with football in still in rugby league and part-time coaching at the Broncos, the you know, yeah, the, the club that, the club that he at. loved and it all started at. No, absolutely fascinating as it always is. After the siren, Margot Parker taking us behind the scenes of what it's like to live with a professional footballer and just what goes on because not always beer and Skittles. It sounds like some good fights were had in negotiating <laughs> those contracts between you and he. I reckon the fights between you and him were tougher than the fights that he had to have with Wayne and Andrew G <laughs> negotiating the contract. Like, I'll be your manager. Send me in there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Dead Set Legend, Sam Hargroves, Margot Parker. Coming up next, we're going to chat to Russell White. He's at the Formula one Grand Prix. That's coming up next. Triple M. All right, coming up, AFLW Grand Final Day. We're going to be speaking to Sabrina Frederick-Traub, Emily Bates and Emma Zilke. Uh, great little montage from them about what they're feeling and how pumped up they are for this big game that's happening at 11.30. We're going to be leaving you early. We're going to be going into the AFLW Grand Final and the men are from 2.30. Thanks to Petters' new world-first vehicle weight matrix software. Know your weight at petters.com.au. This is the Dead Set Legend, Sam Hargraves, Margot Parker on Triple M. Sam Hargroves, Margot Parker on Dead Set Legends. It's Lions Saturday. What that means is we're heading out of here early. Uh, this is our last chat for the day before we get down to Melbourne. The big game, the AFLW Grand Final between the Brisbane Lions, our Brisbane Lions, and the Western Bulldogs. Of course, the Lions made the Grand Final last year. Heartbreaking loss to the Adelaide Crows. A lot of conjecture around the Gabba Margot, and they couldn't play there. They've got to travel from Melbourne to Melbourne now. And I actually caught up with them during the week. Some of their big stars, Sabrina Frederick, Traub, uh, Emma Zilke, and Emily Bates. And one of the things that I started to ask them about was the fact that last year and this year, the Melbourne media just refused to rate them. They didn't put them as any chance to make the grand final. Uh, they feel disrespected by the Melbourne media down there. And also Kate, Katie Sheehan, who's um, her father is Mike Sheehan, one of the all-time great footy journalists. Uh, she compared them to Stephen Bradbury in the way that they made the grand final. So mm. I started asking Sabrina Frederick-Traub during the week, did that uh, just peeve them off ever so slightly? Absolutely. I think we've not done anything to not earn respect at this point. I think it's gotten to a point where we're all a bit frustrated. We feel like we'd have to win 144 games and 400 premierships before we do get that respect. We weren't lucky. We earned it. We earned the right to be here by winning that game on Friday. And we want to win this, this weekend and, and it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Emily Bates? It, do, it certainly does. I think um, that's a massive driving factor behind um, behind us. And we do thrive on the fact that yeah, no one really does respect what what we're doing up here but um, it, I guess it gives us that extra edge because you know they don't pay attention to us in ways so we can kind of go you know under the radar and do what we do best and that's come out and play some good footy so yeah we do thrive off that but it does get pretty frustrating but I think it works in our favour. 
Well, it's, uh, it's almost like the best kept secret that there's, I think there's 50 women's teams up here. You've been playing footy up here since you were a kid. You must just scratch your head in disbelief that they just don't realise how strong AFL is, especially from a women's point of view in Queensland. Yeah, definitely. I think they might just get caught up in their own bubble in Melbourne, but our competition is growing leaps and bounds here in Queensland. So it is just a kept secret. And um, obviously two grand finals in two years. Don't know how it's a secret still, but somehow it is. <laughs> Emma Zilke. Yeah, it does give us motivation. Um, obviously no one rates us um, going into the season. If they actually look at how good our list is, they'd probably start um, turning some heads. But um, we kind of love it like that. We, we're up here in Queensland and we're just getting it done. And um, we work hard for each other. So I think we kind of thrive off all of that um, underdog status. So, yeah. So is last year's loss a motivating factor or it's more about wanting to create your own history now for the club? I don't really think about that anymore. You kind of have to move past it and, and just play the game. We're playing a different team so you can't really go back to that but um, I'm just excited to be in the grand final. Yeah I think it is just about creating our own history um, you know to be honest there is that that burning feeling still um, you know no one likes to lose a grand final and we all know how it feels the girls that played last year but yeah completely new year new challenge you know new opposition so um, just have to you know it's a clean slate now not have to think about last year it's all about Saturday's game and what we can do to to win. Yeah it's more we've got this new opportunity again um, it doesn't come every day and I think we just got to embrace the opportunity we've got forget about what happened last year and um, focus on what we need to do to win the game on Saturday. Good luck on the weekend we're really proud of you on behalf of Triple M and all of Queensland we wish you all the best and we're just wrapped that you guys have uh, got there again. Thanks for your support thanks Sam. Thank you so much go Lions. Yes Go Lions, indeed. They're underdogs, they're underrated, they're heading in, and they are absolutely pumped. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, and like they said, they, uh, with the media uh, not giving them anything, they've had the chance to fly under the radar. And with all of the drama that's been surrounding the, the Western Bulldogs going to this, yes. it's just given them the opportunity to be able to just cruise on into Melbourne and enjoy the week uh, in the lead-up to what is going to be a fantastic event uh, today in the uh, grand final. Yeah, and Katie Brennan, of course, very sadly not playing, and she's actually going to take that to the Equal Opportunity uh, Commission because yeah. uh, a man wouldn't have got suspended under the same uh, ruling. So that's been a big distraction for them. Uh, but I spoke to Serena Frederick Traub about it. She said, no, they'd actually prefer her to play because they don't want the Bulldogs to have any excuses. Excuses not when, to win. When they win. So it's going to be huge. Uh, Margot, we've got to get out of here. The big call team, Wayne Schwass, Nathan Brown, Lee Montagna, Michael Roberts. That's your call team for the Women's AFLW Grand Final. You can hear it live on Triple M next. The men will be up in their season one round, or so their round one season opener. It's Lions Saturday on Triple M. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week. Adios.